0: Welcome to the Kennecuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in.
1: Hey, welcome once again to the Kennecuck uh, Podcast. I'm here with my good buddy and co host, Beth Ann Lampley, a southerner from Mississippi. And Beth Ann's even Calling in today from her favorite state in America, Beth Ann, welcome welcome home. Glad to have you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here and good to be home in Mississippi right now.
1: (laughs) You sound like you're home. Beth Ann, today we're talking about teamwork and we're talking to, you know, parents who are putting together teams with their families. We're talking about couples who are putting together teams with their spouses. We're talking about professionals who are putting together teams in their professional world. But today we're going to talk out of the world of coaching because, you know, all of us as athletes, once upon a time, we all found a lot of our life lessons on the football field, on the basketball court, and on other fields of play. Our two guests today, Beth Ann, are seasoned veterans at building teamwork. Everybody around the CannaCook world knows Trish Barnes. Trish is one of the greatest delights of any human beings I've ever met in my life. And she is the glue that holds the women's side of Kennecuck together. And so, Beth Ann, you know Trish as well as I do. Tell us about this fantastic guest today. Yes.
0: Well, Joe, I get the pleasure to office right next to her every day that I'm in the office, and it is my joy and pleasure to try to scare her at least once a week um, while we're in the office together. So she frequently tells me that I am responsible for taking years off of her life. But, you know, (laughs) I just feel like it's my job to keep her on her toes. Like you said, Joe, Trish is amazing. She is legendary around um, this place. And I don't know if I know anybody else who is as driven, faithful, passionate, committed. She loves others. So well, she's incredibly selfless and she does an amazing job leading our team here at camp. And, you know, all of that really just comes from her, her love for the Lord. That's where everything flows from for for Trish. So like you said, she is a wife to Jason. She loves her husband. They share six amazing kids together and she has a growing number of grandbabies that she gets to be (laughs) DD to now. And she's out at K2. She's our executive director. Um, on the women's side, and she has been at CanaCuk for over 32 years now. So, Trish, welcome to the podcast. We're glad to have you.
2: Thank you so much. And when you say that number 32, that just says one thing: I got a few gray hairs that I keep hidden by some color. But um, <laughs> it also says I sure do love what I do and am incredibly blessed to get an opportunity to do it through this ministry.
1: And so Trish came to Cannecuck through coaching. She was coaching my daughters in volleyball, and I fell in love with her. And our camp really needed Trish at that time. And she saw the ministry on this side of the lake and decided to join us. And I'm so thankful that she did. Our other guest today is a notorious professional football coach. His name is Steve Loney, one of the most well-known and arguably one of the most sought after and best position coaches in NFL modern day history. He coached the Minnesota Vikings from 2003 to 05, Arizona Cardinals in 06, the Rams in 08 to 11, and then to all of us Southerners to our delight, he coached the Dallas Cowboys offensive line from 2015 to 2017 and there he was also the senior offensive assistant coach in 2017 they had him coach specifically Jason Witten who had not been back to the Pro Bowl since 14 and they wanted Jason to get back to the Pro Bowl so they had uh, Steve coach Jason and indeed he made it back to the Pro Bowl that year. Uh, Steve, welcome to the CannaCook podcast.
3: Well, as you well know, Joe, I've long admired CannaCook. I've long admired you. To me, this is a uh, an honor to be able to add to what you all are doing.
1: Thank you, Steve. Welcome aboard.
0: Well, today we are talking about teamwork. And we're going to talk about it and how it relates to parenting, marriage, professional life, ministry life, what it looks like to even team up personally with the Trinity. And so Trish, we're going to start with you because Joe is is known for bragging about you and just your effectiveness as a coach and a team leader here at Canuck. So tell us, what is the secret sauce to your success as you have built and led teams over the years?
2: Well, it's fun calling it a secret sauce. I've never really thought of it as a secret sauce. You know, I I have to give credit, first of all, to my parents because my dad was a coach. So I grew up on a field, on a court, on a track because my dad coached year round. And I watched my mom be the best wife of a coach that I could ever imagine. And so growing up on a field with a a dad who was a coach, it taught me a lot about life and motivation and drive and failure and what all that looks like. And so there were several things that come to mind when I think about what is it when I get to work with people that potentially could help set them up for success. And there are a few things that I'd love to share, and hopefully somebody can take away something from this. But one thing that God has really gifted me in is I have a heart to find the good in other people. I want to look at somebody... No matter whether they are on their A game or on a C game and go, I want to find the good in you. My dad taught me that at a young age. He was always finding the best in his athletes, which enabled them to have more success on a court than was probably normal for that particular athlete. And so when we find the good in people, we want to speak life into them. When I see something in you, I want to speak it over you. I want to remind you what I see in you. And for me, it starts with character. I want to talk more about the character of a person than I do necessarily about their achievements. So character, the gifts and the talents that God has given them, and then the natural gifts that they have just by how they're wired and what is fun and fabulous fascinating for them to do. And then I want to talk about the potential that I see in them. Like you are here right now, but I see this in you. I don't want to help come alongside you to get you to where you want to be. So the first thing is just finding the good in people. The second thing is celebrate people. Um, People love to be celebrated and love to be seen, but I'm going to walk alongside people and they're going to know that I'm with them. And what I think that brings when people know we genuinely care, then it takes me to my last point of, I want to be bold with people. I don't want to sugarcoat. I don't want to tiptoe around hard conversations. If I see something in you and God has brought you into my life for this season— And it is my job to challenge you as a young person to grow you to be who God has created you to be. And so that ability to be bold and speak truth in the heart, I think, is something as a leader that we get an opportunity to do. And then the last thing is, man, have fun. No matter what you're doing, life sure is a whole lot of stinking fun. I was meeting with Joe earlier today, and we were just laughing our heads out of off about some former memories that we had that were just crazy outrageous things that we have gotten to do together, that really some of it didn't even have anything to do with ministry, but just doing life together be, because we're both for each other. And we've had a lot of laughter over the years, and that's made me developed this relationship with him and other people at camp that i'm like man i am for them and i'm in this for the long haul because of what they have done for me so those are just some of the things that over the years i hope have made an impact in in young women
1: trish one time my wonderful very honest straightforward bold daughter was on (laughs) your leadership team And she was having the best summer literally of her life. And I asked her, how does Trish Barnes motivate her team so well? Why does her team want to play for her so well? And she said one word. She said, she loves us.
2: Hmm. What is it about
1: the love factor that makes your team building so successful?
2: That's a great question. I think for me, it starts with... God created every single person on this earth for one purpose. That's to know Him and to love Him. So when I get an opportunity to work with someone, that's my lens that I approach them with. God created you for a purpose, and for whatever reason, He's brought you into my life for this season. So I I have a life motto. I want to leave someone better than I found them. And I get to do that through kind of those things I talked about, speaking life over them, when I see a character quality in them that they do, whether it's serving behind the scenes, doing something nobody sees them do and not expecting recognition. And I get to approach that and call that out and go, man, I saw that. That's your character as a young lady. That's going to take you far in life. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I think, Make people know, man, she loves me. She is for me, and so it's fun to get to hear Courtney say that. And and mm. loved coaching your girls, both mm. of them.
1: You do so well at that, uh, Steve Looney. I, as a Texan, <laughs> was impressed with the Dallas Cowboys offensive line that you coached. That made Dak Prescott offensive rookie of the year and Ezekiel Elliott pro football focus rookie of the year and best runner award you won 13 games in the NFL East championship i know as a football coach that a great quarterback running back duo means a great offensive line how did you and your six guys get it done for the cowboys
3: if you look in first timothy and you look at some of paul's trustworthy sayings to timothy they talked about leadership and uh, Paul detailed ten requirements, but in the end, it's conduct and integrity that matter. And I think that's that's important. You got to have a small ego. When you have a big ego, that you are easing God out. And uh, when I look at that team, that that team was all about team. As Trish said earlier, uh, we're out. Playing ball and having fun. I I think it's important that you do have leaders when you talk about a team. When you talk about leaders, we had Dak Prescott, and you know, as every NFL quarterback knows all too well, is there's a lot of pressure on that position. He's one of the finest leaders I've, I've ever been around. And as I say, a leader isn't an individual; he's a part of that team and Back to that team, the number one thing that, that we told them, we said the team, the team, the team. I think every decision, and everybody understands this, that every decision is based solely on what's in the best interest of that football team. I used to always put a picture of my family behind me in my office. And sometimes uh, as a leader, you've got hard decisions to make. I would look at that picture and I would realize, you know, I'd say, what's best for the team is best for my family. Everybody had their, their job. And I think when you understand that everybody is going to do what's best for the team, not for the individual, but the team, that that's important.
1: Steve, I called you in the middle of that great success for the Cowboys football team in those years. And I said, Steve, how do you do it? You said to me, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line realizes that the success of this football team rests firmly on their shoulders and that no player can be successful unless every other player is successful as well. Please comment on that for me as a coach.
3: The reason that, in my opinion, football is the greatest team game around because 10 people on offense can be doing their job. And if one doesn't, it's a, a sack for a loss or a tackle for a loss. And, you know, every offensive line that I coach, we had – uh we would get to together, and the way it was explained was, we'd break down. We'd say one, two, three, fist. And and the explanation I gave him at the beginning of every year was this: if you take a hand and you you extend your fingers, and you you say that the if I poke you in the chest, Joe, I'm not going to have a lot of effect on you. But if I bring those five fingers together and I punch you in the chest, then they're going to go flying. And and that to me uh, is why I always enjoyed coaching the offensive line. I think it's the greatest honor. It's the greatest position around. But that, those five guys working together uh, can have an impact. But y- you – you make it three of the five, four of the five, two of the five, and you're not going to be effective at all.
1: So, Steve, every time you guys would break the, the offensive line drill huddle, you would always say, fist.
3: That's it. We It was at the end of every practice. And it was a reminder that uh, in order for us to be effective, we had to have five guys coming together to make an impact.
0: Steve, I think it's interesting. A lot of what you're sharing, these principles, I think can also be used at home too and within families. So thank you for sharing about those. Trish, I want to point over to you. You have three grown children, amazing kids. And what's really special about your family is that you guys are incredibly close. You love each other and you respect each other. And so talk just to us a little bit about what did you do to build that within your family, to to build that sense of team and love and respect in your family.
2: The one thing I wanted them to know outside of their faith is that we defend each other. We fight for each other as siblings and as kids because that's one thing. God has connected us as a family. And so being able to just fight for each other. And one thing that I loved about parenting Is the ability to sit and listen and ask your kids the hard questions, and then when they give you the raw answer of where they are, learning not to respond so that they would continue to have that relationship where they would download the hardest of stuff that was in their life. That's when I think teamwork happens between a parent and a child or an athlete and a coach, When they can share the hard and the raw and know that you are for them, that honesty and that trust are character qualities that they will take in life and then model themselves. My kids knew I was for them, but I would not fight their battles. That if they had an issue with a coach, they were going to go address that issue with that coach. And it wouldn't come from mom if they had you know, were frustrated with playing time, they were going to go have that conversation, not mom coming to fight a battle. And it taught my kids to take ownership and responsibility. So when they made great decisions, um, that was awesome. When they made hard decisions, they learned what that was like to fail and pick themselves up our faith in the Lord and trusting no matter what has come to us, it has been sifted through the hands of God. Nothing has touched us that has not been sifted through His hands, and He has given an okay for that to happen. And when we have that eternal perspective, we can trust that everything in our life will work out, as Romans eight twenty eight says, for the good of those who love Him and know Him and surrender to Him.
1: And so Beth and Tricia, and Steve, thank you so much for your valuable input today for all of us as teammates. I can't help but think about our most important team in our life, and that's our family. First of all, if you want to have a great team, make it a habit of catching your teammates in the act of doing something good and tell them about it. And then secondly, Do something kind for your teammate every single day. Don't let the sun go down that you don't do something maybe secretive, maybe behind their back when they're not looking, but doing something kind for your teammate every single day. A team that runs to the cross well will run together well. When Christ is the glue, when He's the center, when He's the rock of the foundation of your team, your team is going to find success. We pray as we close in prayer today that your team would find much more closeness and much more sense of a purpose as team because of the broadcast today. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Dear God, we do ask for your help in this area as we all build families and teams and uh, build relationships with our spouses and kids and just people in our lives. And God, we pray that you would uh, give us what we need to do this well, Lord, that you'd help us to respond and to love each other out of the spirit that first loves you. So God, would you continue just to teach us how to do this well, how to love one another well, God, and in all things that we do, God, help us to point people to the cross and to your love. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, Please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm third approach to family, leadership and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit CannaCuckPodcast.com. And for more information about CannaCuck, you can visit Canacuk.com.